Uh, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ed's Words with Edward. I'm your host, Edward. I have a, host, a co-host here, John, and we have our guest, Craig. How's it going, guys? How's it going, people? Hello. Um, so for this episode, we decided we're going to do it on 3D printing since it's been kind of in the news lately um, for various reasons, good and bad. And uh, I thought that'd be a good, you know, good topic to to go on. Um, obviously, especially with the rioting and, and protesting and stuff like that, NRA, all that crap. Um, so that's what we're gonna be talking about today. <laughs> all right. NRA for any like overseas listeners, uh, National Rifle, Rifle Association. Association. Yeah. Because um, I mean, when it comes to three D printing, obviously that's like the most controversial topic when it comes to that is 3d printing guns and um just that whole thing where you pretty much don't even need a license to 3d print a gun which is kind of weird um which because i mean most laws you actually need to have a a license of some sort or some Mm -hmm. sort of background to even you know acquire a gun but hey if you 3d print it you don't need anything just do it and and you add guns into the mix and that's the lightning rod that's (laughs) It becomes a, a topic that yeah. is exploitable in the media. Whatever your your tilt is, people are going to want to talk about. That. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's what uh was kind of you know crazy because I'm like, I feel that's literally only like the tip of the iceberg. Like there's so much more stuff to go with 3D printing, but everybody just focuses on just that. You know, right. like me and John were discussing earlier, and he found one that I didn't even know that people are doing nowadays with 3D printing. Which is? Uh, people are 3D printing pharmaceutical drugs. Yes, that's been around so, for a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, I didn't even know yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I knew it had been around, but um, the one that the article that I was looking up is that they were 3D printing a pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical drug for epilepsy. So, uh, yeah, that's the thing. So, the context of that then is is it that people are, are able to, if they have their own personal 3D printer, whoever can afford that. Um, are they able to print their prescription drugs at home or is it because it otherwise it's just a manufacturing of pills yeah. so are we worried about you know pharmaceutical companies do this what's the context for it? so I mean the three some 3d printers are relatively cheap like maybe like a couple hundred bucks but as as you start to go up the scale like I guess it depends on like the model that you need but if you were in need of this drug, it's like, what are your, like, priorities setting for? Like, are you trying to buy a 3D printer or should you just buy the drug outright? Mm-hmm. So, to that question, like, I'm kind of not sure what you would lean on, but I feel like it's getting close to the point where, like, you should be able to, like, have a printer in your home and then print out the pharmaceutical drugs that you need. Right. But, but then my thing is then, now, I didn't even know when it came to that, like, in my mind, when you had talked about that, I was thinking like that, like, big manufacturing I'm like okay that's kind of it's just a manufacturing it's just manufacturing it's yes. not a big deal but if yeah. you're like at home I mean who's not to say there's that to be that one person who got prescribed this one drug that people on the streets want to buy and they're just like well I can just 3D print that shit at home and just sell it on the streets like you know and then you're further you know uh, expanding the cause of drugs being available to people Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's a couple scenarios you could go down that road with. So one. So because what you're talking about is it's really common whenever there's a, a new technology like this that we will assume right. There's the the sort of limited case scenarios where yeah, there's going to be somebody that 
you know, overprints their own codeine uh, or yeah. it starts selling it. And so you have a lot of, you know, techno conservatives that are immediately going to say, we need to get rid of this technology because of this, you know, lone scenario over here that, by the way, we haven't seen come true yet, but we're, we're definitely afraid of drugs. And so therefore, this is another thing that just delivers drugs. Yeah. Right? And so you into your home. Right. Yeah. And so the scenario, that's the sort of paranoid conservative scenario. And not that I'm calling you paranoid and conservative, but it's our natural tendency to say, because yeah. you know what's going to happen. Yeah. There's a dude with a prescription for some opioid because who is going to break whatever the thing yeah. is. And, and then somebody's going to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because on paper, it seems like a good idea, you know, 3D printing your own like pharmaceutical drugs. But like somebody's going to want to take advantage. They're going to want to sell like Oxycontin on the side. And, and it's a given, right? Yeah. So, so the, 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 the ideal state of this printer, though, would be what? Like, let's, let's break that down. Um, it's ultimately somebody that one is going to benefit financially because it's cheaper to do this. I mean, that's ultimately why I would do it. Um, I can I can get you know let's say maybe it's just an allergy med. It's not you know an opioid, right? It's not some yeah. you know heavy you know heavy lifting pill that they're taking. It's it's just something that makes their life a little easier. Uh, some sort of you know pain relief or whatever. I don't take a lot of medication, so I'm not sure what you know. But you know the pills yeah. that your parents are on, right? Mm -hmm. um, that you can't abuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's say like, let's say like, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so there's, there's, uh, good reasons to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, ease of use. So not everybody, and especially if you're, if you're more prone, like whatever your, your life situation is, if you're in a situation where, um, you really don't have easy access to doctors and it's expensive to, you know, to do that, or it's just a burden, you yeah. know, a lot of people, you go to these, uh, you know, uh, the rest homes where, these elderly people get in the van, you know, on a weekly basis, and they get taken to the doctor. That's a big burden to them, you know, because it yeah. takes them, you know, an hour to get out the door and down to the van, and, and you know, so that can be a pain. A three D printing device in their home would actually be very helpful, and they'd be unlikely to over, you know, uh, to over medicate because uh, you'd assume that there would be some sort of regulatory device on this that doesn't allow you to to just make yeah. a bunch of pills. So, so I. You just brought up something like that made me think of something. Uh, so, say you have a three D printer in your home, and you know like how they have like those like doctors on call where you basically can just like do yeah. your appointment over your phone. Like, say where you have your three D printer, but it only will print out the prescription. You know, if the doctor has approved it, and he sent the information over to your printer. Yeah, and then there's right exactly some sort of code that yeah. you know you're approved now, and you can yeah. so, you know the there's there's some there's some science behind this that I don't understand. Um, so that would be that that that's that's something that would be interesting. Like I guess there would be some sort of um, you'd have to as part of your prescription, um, you're you'd have to get some sort of like a a rosin, you know, a medicated rosin yeah. or something that gets printed that would be made up of the actual chemicals that go into yeah. the medicine, yeah. right? You would also probably have to change yeah. the uh, I think they call it the extruder, basically the nozzle in which that it yeah. you know puts it onto your like tray mm -hmm. because like. Some of the like uh, remnants of the, the last residue. drug, yeah, like the residue of the last drug, like it could taint whatever you're printing. Like we, since we watch like MMA, like tainted supplements, like yeah. from like USADA, it could taint whatever you're printing. So like, say if you printed like Vicodin like two weeks ago, and now you're trying to print oxy cotton, you know, it'll <laughs> still like 
Give yeah, off like remnants. The will still yeah. be there, and then like you're yeah, like, or yeah. now you're your kid's too. prescription, you know, Claritin or whatever, has yeah. got yeah. a little bit of heroin in it, mm-hmm. you know, from the from yeah, the exactly. Yeah. And you know, that's, yeah, and this is the reality of, of why this would be so difficult, and, and, and even, really why you don't, I think, ultimately need to worry about it. Yeah, and it's have like to be heavily regulated. Like from from what I'm thinking, like right now too, I'm just like, man, I can see how this could be like used in areas where exactly like you guys said. Uh, there's not a doctor or inside like poor countries where they there's tribes or whatever where it's like man we got like two doctors for like you know every yeah. three thousand people or uh, it's gonna you know it's like a three or four mile hike just to get there yeah and, it, and, and you have a three yeah. D printed thing like all right cool now we can distribute this drug or even like these contraceptives to everybody um, and that would be a big deal and I'm like man that's cool. But then it goes. It goes back to just about everything. Is like there's always gonna be somebody that's gonna abuse it, and that's for me. I feel like that's the crappy part about it. You know, um, the potential for misuse. Yeah, sure. And that's just obvious, but that's just with everything. Right, and and that's what I that's what I guess I'm kind of worrying about is we have this tendency to really worry about these limited case scenarios. There's always gonna be a potential for misuse. Yeah. But you also have to, you know, understand I think that there would be some natural regula- uh, regulations and behaviors that would say, okay, well we're not, you know, like our brain is definitely gonna say, you know, the normal person shouldn't do this. But, you know, yeah. getting getting it in the hands of, of the wrong person. You know, but you can use that um, that that style of argument for really anything that can mm-hmm. harm. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have it necessarily, right? Yeah. So rationally speaking, we shouldn't necessarily have, say, certain types of weapons because they can be used to harm people. Yeah. Um, but and that's you know, like everything. Sure, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you look at, like, you know, the purpose of a gun, the function of a gun is not necessarily to kill. Sometimes just the presence of a gun, you know, in, in law enforcement hands, it, it, it can stop violence, and that, that might be one just of the things. Just the presence of yeah. But, and so in that case, it's, it's a good thing, and, and you know, sometimes, I, you know, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a major, you know, gun proponent, but at the same time, I don't, I don't think that, you know, I'm not, I'm not so far to the left in terms of guns that I yeah. think they should be, you know, taken out of the hands of everybody, and I think I've got a pretty, you know, normal stance on this. But either way, back to this misuse scenario, I think that there's a lot of technologies that, that we should worry about with that, but that doesn't preclude our, our need for them. Yeah. Because of all the benefits. Yeah. You know, so if you remember, you know, like the, the idea of utilitarianism, mm-hmm. right, which is weighing, ultimately, it's like that, that moral scale. Mm-hmm. You know, does it, does it maximize pleasure and benefit and advantage for a majority of people? And if so, you know, under utilitarianism, it's the right thing to do. You know, yeah, and you know, take caution for for you know for everybody else, but ultimately, more people will benefit, and so it's a good thing. And that's one way of looking at it. So that's kind of the argument that I'm making yeah. you is is that. Yeah, I, I that was uh, honestly when I was just thinking about that, I was just like, man. Immediately when they were like, oh, cool, in home, I was just like, well, I'm like, I could just imagine there's gonna be somebody that's gonna think they're slick and they're gonna try to beat the system. Yes. Even if you have it, you know, even if it is like there's a regulator on it, they're gonna find a way around it. You know, so they could just mass produce them in the house. I'm just mm-hmm. like, and, and and also in my mind, I was thinking about one of the last man. It was probably like three, four, five episodes ago. Um, you know, we're talking about with technology. In my mind, I'm just like, we're moving so fast with this that they haven't even had laws that can keep up with it. You know, like as soon as something new comes out, like I feel like there should be at least some sort of right, like regulation that that people have to abide by, but 
it's like, oh, cool. Nobody's going to know how dangerous something is until it gets misused. And then they're going to be like, oh, like what they're doing now with 3D printing. Like, it should be against the law and this and this. And now they're coming. It's like, 3D printing has been around for years now, you know, and people have been, you know, using it for good and for, you know, obviously, you know, bad things too. But it's like only now after nine, ten years that it's been here that you're like finally want to, you know, come up with the law to regulate. It's like y'all should have done that when it first came out, you know, or or a year after, you know, something Mm -hmm. before it got this far. Mm -hmm. I was going to say like as far as like the pharmaceuticals, it would have to be like a little bit different than like a normal 3D print because like I've like I've used a 3D like a 3D print before. Like typically you have like a 3D modeling software that you, you would use. And then you would have like a staging software. Your staging software is something that you would like import the 3D model in. And then like basically you would see how it would print out on the tray and how it needs to be oriented, you know, as far as like able to print. So if you're printing something that has like a, a specific like chemical compound, mm-hmm. like I don't think those like files would be like, because there's some like 3D printed files that you can just download online. Like yeah. you could download that like you would like a MP3 file. But I don't think those like chemical compound files would just be like readily available like to download online. Like that would have to be well, like yeah, that would really, have to be regulated. Yeah, I, I, I'd be curious to look at that because I mean ultimately it, it would probably follow uh, something similar to the same process that that um, you know there's the waiting period for a new drug that comes out mm-hmm. so that the patent uh, owner can can recoup the you know R and D costs and everything and so they give them I, I can't remember it's a set number of years and then you can begin to make generics. Yeah. Is, is is how that would work okay. I, I would think yeah but you're right it's it, it would be a tightly controlled um, proprietary um, you know property mm-hmm. uh, that that you would hope you know depending I guess it depends morally where you fall on the side of, <laughs> yeah. you know if you're making a pill that's gonna be helpful should you lock it up there is like, a, there are people that will argue that no it should be free and and available immediately kind of yeah it's like that's also so that stands like what if a scientist like you know he comes up with the drug to because like the article I read he comes up with the drug to treat epilepsy he says okay I'm gonna upload this file for everyone to have right. you know to use well that's that's what Jonas Salk did right back in the fifties he found if I I believe I, I have my medical history correct I'm sure somebody one of your listeners will correct me. But um, my understanding is that he did not, you know, make that proprietary, the, the, the polio vaccine. Okay. It was just available for people uh, okay. because he knew that there was an importance there. But, you know, granted, not everybody thinks like that in the medical community, nor yeah. should they necessarily. I mean, yeah. I, you know, I'm still, you know, my, my commie heart still believes in, you know, free enterprise, you know, yeah. I mean, as far <laughs> to the left as I, as I tend to be, um, you know, I, I, I think that people should benefit from, from their, their hard work as well. Um, but yeah, that's if, if I understand correctly, that's what he did. And so, right now, what you're talking about is a sort of ideal state for this technology. Here's how we ought to use it, right? So you're kind of an idealist at heart, I think. If you're, well, I was just going you're kind of, of a paranoid at heart if you're worried about like how we're going to well, like, it. Well, like, 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 like in my mind, world. Well, I was like, like in my mind, like I'm thinking, like, like I'm thinking of all the good things it can do, but at the same time, I'm like, man. I'm pretty sure I know a couple of people that would yeah. already try to exploit it. Like, and oh, then yeah. if I already know that they will, or they probably have thought of it, then I'm like, that's all it takes. As soon as that spark sure. of thought is going, all it's going to take for someone to come along and be like, why not try it? Yeah. You know, and then see if we can get it done. And if they, if they can, then it's going to be something that we're going to have to, you know, worry about. But then it's, yeah, then it just, and then we're going to be having instead of the debate about, 
regulating 3D printers for guns would be like regulating 3D mm-hmm. printers for drugs. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. It's going to go into a real, real weird uh, debate. In, it, it'll definitely it'll definitely be a system. I mean, if, if, let's say this thing, you know, is going to be happening. You, you know, the... the, the um, the process for this would involve a lot of hands. There would have to be a lot of measures taken to make sure that this is safe. Because yeah. ultimately, it's, you're talking about a public safety issue. Yeah. You know, yeah. but at the same time, um, I, I can make my own alcohol. You know. And, yeah. And nobody's too worried about that because you know the kids are going to make their own beer or whatever. This this process could be just as as you know uh, difficult to, to achieve. Maybe not the time. Yeah. You know, maybe it's 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 other things that would that would make this. Um, it would maybe be easier for people that are, you know, inclined to do this to just go find a dealer or knock off a pharmaceutical, yeah. you know, a pharmacy on their own. You know, that's that's usually that's the same issue with guns ultimately, that's, right? That's kind of how I, when I was looking at videos, like, about, yeah. like, 3D printed, like, guns, it was like, yes, you can make some parts, but it seems like it's just more efficient and better to just go buy an actual gun. Yeah, like, for the most part, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to knock off a, a liquor store with your 3D printed gun, right? Um, and and in, in the minds of some people that are that are you know techno conservatives on this one, they really don't like the idea of anybody being able to print a gun. You know, you, you don't have a problem with somebody hammering a, a gun together in their garage, yeah. right, out yeah. of metal, right. So ultimately, because there are collectors, tell me conceptually was... how this is different. Exactly, there are yeah. collectors. Now the majority of them are not. But I mean, if I'm, I mean, what what does a handgun cost? Like, if I'm going to get my my hands on a cheap handgun, what 150 to 200 bucks, something yeah. like that. I'm sure I could buy a gun. I could probably buy one cheaper than that, you know, through some black market means. Right? I was I was talking to a buddy of mine at work, and he was saying like the price in which like because he was explaining to me the guns because I didn't know anything about them as far as like pricing. He said he brought like a, and you like you would probably know because you've been in the military, but he said he brought a forty-five caliber like weapon for like I want to say like six hundred dollars maybe. Kind of about actually, right, yeah. Actually, no, like that maybe yeah. that may not be accurate because I know he said he bought a, an AR fifteen for six hundred dollars. Yeah, that's cheap. And I was he was he was asking me how much did I think it was, and I was like fifteen hundred because I didn't know. Right. But he could buy that for for six hundred dollars. Yeah, typically because yeah. they typically go for about a thousand. Yeah. Uh, an AR, like a, like a pretty, I want to say like, I want to say a high end one, but one right in the middle where it's gonna last you for a good while. Mm-hmm. It'll be about a good thousand. So six hundred, that's actually sure. pretty. That's pretty so cheap. so, you know, how much would it cost to print one? Right, mm-hmm. because That's, you would have to even get the printer to even yeah. the right kind of printer. Right, and, and, and with your six hundred dollar revolver or forty five or whatever, you know you're going to be able to shoot that more than a couple times. Yeah, three D printed one at least in the state that I understand. And I'm sure that they're getting more dur- durable, but it's not going to have that much longevity as a weapon. So unless I mean maybe for what a political assassination, I could say yeah, three D printing's the way to go. Right. Yeah, because you have you your know. you're but, definitely going to play the long game. Just your average everyday, you know, <laughs> yeah. black mask. Bandit, you know, I'm going to go down and rob the liquor store. You know, come on. Uh, the idea of 3D printing a gun. Well, first of all, you know, I hope you got plenty to do because it's going to take a while. Yeah, I because right? I saw it's a, not the whole gun; it's in pieces. Yeah, the guy, like the guy, he printed off the like the receiver, and he said that took 36 hours. But I saw like the speed print of it. No, uh-huh. but 36 hours. So like it's in 36 hours, like you could have bought, purchased a gun, like got registered. Yeah, and been out the door. Yeah, but see, yeah. The, but the thing to remember when it comes to three, like if you like you were saying with that, like if you're gonna do it, you're gonna do it to like uh, a small thing, like uh, uh, an assassination. If you're gonna be printing, in my mind, if you're gonna be printing three D printing a gun for only a short use like that, you're playing the long game. 
like you're planning whatever it is you're trying to do like like no yeah. one like no one's gonna be like I'm gonna print out this handgun to rob this liquor store because it's exactly that man I could just buy me a one for like two hundred dollars and then right. just you know do it today so that's more you like the, that's that's the again going back to the limited case scenario so yeah I mean yeah you're gonna play the long game yeah. somebody's somebody's gonna do that and you know more likely um, it's it's just you know I, I could see where this comes from the guy that you know did the Liberator and some of the other sort of early pioneers in the 3D printing of, of you know handguns and other weapons ultimately they're just solving a scientific or technological problem can I do this can I make this design come to life using this you know this this particular material with this machine and that's what I see that's where a lot of this comes from but, as opposed to the yeah. desire to you know flood the world with cheap yeah. weapons or whatever but and, but my cheap. but my thing is like when it comes to stuff like that which I'm like I get it like if you are just trying to see if you can do it you know in my mind I'm like I don't think people are asking themselves where they can or cannot do it. I think the question they should be asking is, should I? Sure, that's the same that, question, that's, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the question. It's not, you know, because it's not a, a matter of whether I can or can't. Somebody, if you, if this is something you really want to do, I'm pretty sure you can find a collective heads to figure this thing out. But then at the same time, it's like, should I be doing it? Should I make this available for, for people to and, abuse? Right, like, and that's that's the distinction there, right? So science, I mean, you've seen, I'm sure you've seen this 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 meme out there. You know, it's a you know dinosaur running after a human, and there's all, it always says, you know, science tells us how we can make this happen. You know, uh, humanities has us ask whether we should, should. be doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. Or something along those lines. Yeah. I'm kind of mixing it up, but... You know that's that really is the question so I guess I mean to take 3d weapons can you make an argument that we shouldn't with 3d weapon I, yeah I think so. so when I was looking okay so like when I was looking this all up like as far as like the printed guns like the sort of receiver is the body of the gun and that's the portion that lawmakers don't want and this is the portion that you can print and that's the portion they don't want to be out because that is the portion that has the serial number of the gun. So that is technically untraceable. Okay. And there's the uh, Untraceable Firearm Act of, I think it's 1988. Mm -hmm. So it kind of like violates that. And so that's kind of why they want to like push yeah. it under like okay. not being... So that's just a general gun issue, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and gun regulation. So, you know, a lot of people, and this is, this is real, really where I begin with this, is the 3D printed version of this any different and does it need different regulation? And I, I, I honestly don't know enough about weapons or handguns to be able to say yes or no. But, you know, if I could answer that, I, I'd, I'd be able to, like, ultimately, here's what I'm getting at. Is there something unique to the nature of a 3D printed handgun that makes them more dangerous than, you know, weapons in any other context or handguns in any I, other context? And in my mind, when it comes to that, the only, the main part that makes them um, more dangerous is the fact that it is untraceable. Like they're easier right. to pass through, and that's through, where people through, start. With you know, through security. Like that's literally. Other than that, I mean, if you give me the option, like, hey, I'm gonna go to war. Do you want a real gun or a three D printed one? Of course, <laughs> I'm gonna want a real one. Yeah. You yeah. know, but it, it's exactly that. Like, am I trying to sneak this in somewhere where I can do damage and no one's gonna search me? Yeah, like it. Obviously, that's that's more dangerous because you're you know you go through any metal detector or any place that has high security. They're not going to pick up plastic. They will pick up any sort of metal that you have sure. on you. So it's sure. like, boom. And, and, you know, it should you know. be clear, though, that everybody that's in that situation that needs a gun on the fly, they're not all criminals. Yeah. Some you might need it. It could be a defensive measure yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. so. Because, like, you can, 
I definitely wouldn't want a 3D printed gun to defend my house. I'd <laughs> be no, like, don't worry, I got you. Give I watched, me 36 hours. <laughs> I watched two videos of uh, guys making the receivers. There was one made out of plastic, one that was made out of metal, because you can 3D print metal as well. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the guy that was talking about the one with the plastic, he was saying, you know, that comes with its downfalls as well, because you can print it with uh, this all different types of plastic you can print it out with but he said the main common two is uh, AB, I think it's ABS and PLA plastic mm-hmm. and he was saying uh, both of them when you're printing you know they since it's heating it, the plastic up it will shrink the dimensions of it so he was trying to fit the magazine into the uh, magazine hole I don't know yeah Okay. The magazine Mag- hole. The magazine yeah. hole. I was like, I don't know what to call it. But uh, he was trying to fit it into that, and it wouldn't fit because right. it was just like, it had already shrunk. So he was saying, if I were to sand this down with some sandpaper, I would be able to get it in there, and I would be able to get like four to five shots out before it like broke. And I'm like, well, that's not something you want to have yeah. as a reliable weapon. But then on the other side of it, I saw a guy print off one, same lower receiver out of metal. Uh, I'm not sure which metal it was. I want to say because you can print aluminum and stainless steel, but I did want to say aluminum and it'd be wrong, but he printed off in metal. And that one seemed to be more durable, but... Well, aluminum and stainless steel are probably the easiest metal material to get a hold of, right? Mm-hmm. Like in bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, copper, obviously, wouldn't want to do it in copper, but that'd be expensive. Well, I was right? looking... Uh, know, aluminum's cheap, and so was stainless steel. Well, there's one company I, I was looking at. They, uh, I was looking at my notes here. Like they allow you to print off uh, aluminum, titanium, stainless steel, cobalt, cobalt. I'm sorry, cobalt, chrome, and nickel alloy. Dang. Hmm. Some of those are pretty pricey, though. Yeah, like they. Right, right. So how much they have, is this, have, much is this yeah. gun that you're going to print off? Exactly. So, like, that's the thing. Like, it's nineteen hundred dollars or whatever. Yeah. And even if it's equivalent, you want the longevity of, of yeah, a traditionally for, manufactured gun. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's metal, but like, I'm so like. I'm not thinking that the metal ones aren't gonna, right. you know, so, break on you. But. So here's 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 like here's an argument definitely for it. So let's let's just admit, yeah, there's dangerous idiots out there that would use this, and you know, and and you know, it would be in the wrong hands. This technology, and then you know, maybe we can also acknowledge that there's going to be some cases where, yeah, it's a good thing. And this is just the firing of a weapon, <laughs> right? But let's say you want to make just because nobody makes one that gun that Harrison Ford uses in Blade Runner. And you want to feel what would that feel like to, to, to be shot? You know, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't explode on you. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I'm talking about? I think it's a yeah. big sucker, right? I mean, cannon, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know what the I don't know what the you know dimensions on this thing. Yeah, but it's a it's a essentially a hand cannon. You know, that could be just a. It's again, you're solving a, a, a technological or scientific problem. Can I do this right now? Maybe you shouldn't. But why not? Ultimately, if all this is is just to see, can I make this happen? Literally for fun, right? And and there's nothing wrong with that, which is what I, I imagine 99% of gun usage is all about, about yeah. fun, right? Yeah. Now, uh, you know, there's 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 uses that a lot of people would see as fun. I might not, but I'm, who am I to say, well, that's, you know. And I think that's where it goes into, like, well, the I'm person's, like, you know, mindset of what they view as, like, right or wrong. Because I, yeah. like, I, yeah. I was telling John earlier, I'm like, I go, nobody's protesting the responsible people, you know what I'm saying? Like, like anybody that's protesting 3D printing guns is because somebody's abusing. No one's like, oh, jo- I'm protesting John because he's yeah. responsibly using the 3D printer for what is used, or he made the, you know, the the Blade Runner gun, but he did it responsibly. Yeah. 
you know, that no one's doing that. You know, it's the responsible people, the irresponsible, and then the crazy people. <laughs> and I think it's the crazy people who are going to be the ones that everyone's protesting, and it just ruins it for everybody else because the irresponsible person, the responsible person I feel would be like, cool, let me 3D print that gun from Blade Runner because I want to have it as a prop. It looks cool. Yeah. And not, not working just as a prop. Yeah. The irresponsible one's going to be like, let me try to make it, shoot it, and it's going to explode in my hand and hurt me. You yeah. know, like, boom. And then the, you know, the, the crazy one's going to be like, how can I use this to hurt somebody? You know, like, it's just, it just, I think that's, like, in my mind, that's kind of like where it goes. Because nobody's, like, nobody's protesting this because of the good it can do. They're just protesting it of just the bad. And I'm sure. just like, it, and it, it's kind of crappy because all it takes is, one person to do something bad with it to just completely wipe out all the good uses of it. Yeah, and, and, and you get that with the current gun debate. I mean, these the, usually yeah. the people that are you know committing gun violence, they, they tend towards the insane. I mean, it's, you know, rational people generally don't do this, which is, that's, that's an interesting point here about morality is because, you know, in order to have a moral system that works, you have to have rational agents within it. You know, we, just in general, within the world of ethics, there's nothing you can actually do with the irrational people, the people that are not making you know logical decisions, they're making um, you know decisions that you know they have a chemical imbalance, and so they're compelled to do this other thing. Morality really doesn't cover that, and so by and large, within ethics, um, the irrational, the the ones who can't you know operate or function uh, in in a in a stable way in society, they're just removed from moral consideration generally, and it's hard to deal with that because you can't lay you know you can you can lay a lot of gun violence on on. You know, people who suffer from some sort of mental impair impairment. Yeah. And you know, how are you going to moralize exactly. about that? It's 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 beyond um, the control of at least morality. I mean, there's you know other other uh, regulations in society. You know, police and, and you know, mental health communities they can take care of that problem. But otherwise, you can't argue that it's right or wrong. It's yeah. Crazy, you know. Yeah. I was gonna like take it back to uh, you talking about like the guns like exploding in your hand so there's like sure. multiple factors of that can affect a print so you could just either have like a low quality printer and then you have like industrial printers mm -hmm. um, depends on the plastic that you were using uh, and then on on top of that you know anyone could just use a 3D modeling software and just make a gun that doesn't mean this you know from an engineering standpoint that is structurally sound like it may fire off around but is it engineeringly, you know, structurally sound enough to mm -hmm. be a capable weapon? Yeah. And so, if you have anyone that can just, you know, three D model something and just throw it up online, would you just want to use any gun because that would be another hazard? Because if you fire a gun to someone, just upload it and it blows back in your hand, you know, like that plastic f goes back into your eye, the shrapnel. Yeah. Right. Into yeah. <laughs> There's. I mean, this is this is where you start to make arguments against this, right? Yeah. Because there is the potential for stupid design you know yeah. and there's nothing and that, worse that's than the stupid design meets stupid user yeah. because like the yeah. one company uh, I think it was the the one company that I saw like they they have like this machine that basically will measure it's this large like industrial machine that was made like several decades ago but it can basically like get the measurement of something down to like the centimeter mm -hmm. and that's how they're able to like make these 3D printed guns like sure. parts rather um so yeah and then like one guy he made the uh the metal 3D printing milling machine, mm -hmm. so it'll kind of like you know smooth everything out for you. Yeah, yeah, and so you're gonna get that. So this is this is really where I think people need to start, you know, looking is is you know the future of this. So we could we could take it at its current state, and I think we can kind of you know 
diminish the, the, the moral hazard here by just looking at it for what it is, right? Yeah. So um, when, when you look at ethics and technology, though, you really can't just stop with today. You have to, because we know the nature of technology. It progresses, and if it's a worthy enough technology to get a lot of use and, and people start innovating, that's when things really change. And so let's say we get a lot more people. So go 10 or 15 years down the road. And Ooh. let's say we've solved these material <laughs> science problems. So these things are now stable. So whatever, whatever the materials are that we're printing with, whether it's metal or you know, plastic rosin or whatever the hell they're using, let's say that that's now a stable uh, field. We don't need to worry about that. We've got that covered. This stuff doesn't blow up in your hands unless it's you know, one out of every 10,000, just some you know, yeah. manufacturing mistake or whatever. Um, and then let's say maybe there's other parts of the gun. So right now, if I understand... Uh, correctly, like it's illegal to you know to to print the firing pin, right? Which is going to have some metal in it, mm -hmm. which is you know means you you can't actually three D print the entire thing. You actually have to insert you know a pre manufactured piece. You can't actually do that. But you know there's there's possibility that we could do that. And certainly rogue people will be like, well, I don't care a shit. Watch what me. Says. Yeah. yeah, watch me. I'm gonna here's my you know you want to buy a firing pin? You know? <laughs> yeah, because right? again you could just like yeah. make a three D printed firing pin right. and then. So, <laughs> so Matt, this is this is where where this field gets really interesting. So, what are the possibilities? And there's a couple of other you know things. So that that you know I, I mentioned earlier, and I wish I could for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the the handgun and Blade Runner. It's a beast. Um, but you know that so people can can do what they do with gun manufacturing now. They can they can bore out their own you know sort of fantasy weapons mm -hmm. and guns that you know you can't get. On I've the seen market. those too. Right. Like and, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so. There's one area, so people are going to specialize in these sort of freaky, you know, super, you know, just, I don't know, just badass guns, yeah. right? That, you know, you know, the reality of, of gun manufacturing, it's got to be like any other market. You're not just going to start making guns like that um, mm -hmm. if they don't sell, right? So they're not yeah. going to be widely available. But with 3D printing, like most personal technologies or personalizable technologies, you can have people that are making workable you know, very dangerous guns. Mm -hmm. And so if they're able to make these things without any sort of, uh, the, you know, the benefits of, of regulation um, or scrutiny of regulation, I should say, um, then you do run that hazard. So people making things like that, um, you know, super powerful weapons that we can't think of today because it's just stupid to make or it's impossible or Someone super expensive. This <laughs> stuff gets cheaper over time, right? Yeah. You know, just Moore's Law applies here as well. It's going to get cheaper, mm -hmm. it's going to be easier to make, and you're going to buy a better printer for the same dollars that you're spending today on a printer that can, you know, takes 36 hours to make this thing. Mm -hmm. Well, 10 or 15 years, who knows? Maybe this is something that only takes a couple minutes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you can, you know, maybe, you know, multiple extruders are working at the same time for the same dollars that we're spending today. Yeah. You know, I mean, that it, is a possibility. I'm not. You know. I was talking to a friend a couple of weeks ago. Um, he oh, actually was on the podcast. It was Ian. He had, you know, he had got uh, LASIK. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, how much was, uh, how much was, you know, was your eye surgery LASIK? And he was like, oh, it cost me two grand. I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. You know, and I was like, man, one of my buddies, um, he did his like I think like ten years ago when it kind of like more or less like you know started being popular. Mm -hmm. He paid ten grand, you know. Yeah. But it's and that's all like it is exactly goes into that like over time, you know, you're doing a much better, you know, your your LASIK eye surgeries get done much better, much faster, and much cheaper than it was 
10 years prior. And there's more people and, who do it because yeah. the training is out there. Exactly. That's the nature of innovation, right? If, yeah. If, it, if, it, if it's worthy enough for us to, for it to catch on and it, and it really is a workable idea, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get easier and better and cheaper. Um, you know, not indefinitely, you know, yeah. something else, you know, inevitably comes along, but and replaces it or something. Yeah. 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 You know, and that's all like, that was my thing. Cause I was just like, man, like if people get rid of 3d printing, I'm like, that kind of sucks because like one thing I, I had been looking into recently, you know, were these construction companies and there being more and more of them that are doing that where they're doing 3d printed homes. And I'm like, and, and there's even some companies that are, where for every three print for every three print home that they sell, they're making one for the poor also, and it's like you don't have to worry about really too much man hours. Like they run almost a skeleton crew because it's like it pretty much uh, prints out uh, the initial walls and the top area, and then the you get your faders come in and they do you know they do the piping and the insulation, and then once all that initial is done, then they just finish it off on top, and it just literally prints. You know the the rooms, the doorways, all that stuff, and it's like, man, you know how much, you know, cheaper that would be and, and easier for someone to to do, like even for your own house, and they're pretty sure. big too, and it's like, but if you regulated, you know, three D printing, that is a three D printer, you know, like that's exact, it's just a giant mechanical version of it, then you're regulating that too, and sure. that actually has really good use. So the know? so the the moral police. Are going to fall on this one because, or potentially at least, because what you just described is a process where people are losing livelihoods as a result of a cheaper production process for this, right? So this is this is where a debate might fall because yeah. now we're in the realm of automation, right? Yeah. The other the other stuff is you know by by its nature it's kind of automating you know gun manufacturer or or and it's personalizing pill manufacturer. But what you're talking about here is actually a bigger thing, right? Because this is a much bigger industry. Yeah. I, I don't know the numbers, but I mean, you're paying a whole hell of a lot more for a house, yeah. um, you know, than, than a gun, right? So now we're looking at, at somebody's entire, maybe their career, you know, yeah. um, as far as that goes. So, so where would you fall on that? I mean, I can get a cheaper house, but am I, am I willing individually to do this at the cost of somebody's job? Probably because, I mean, maybe not me personally, but people can say, well, I don't know these I don't know these people that are in that industry. I don't know anybody yeah. there who's losing their job. So you were, you were saying that, and I was thinking about like pharmaceuticals, and I was thinking like if you were 3D printing pharmaceuticals, like who does that hurt? And I was like probably the pharmaceutical manufacturers. Pharma. So like, oh, they as, can take the hit. Yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so like as far as like the, $700 drug, I, yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck them. With the, <laughs> exactly. With the 3D printed homes, I was like, who does that hurt? And then you said the workers, and I was like, okay, like that, that makes more Potentially sense. Potentially anyway. Yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe you're just a specialist. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know. And, it, and right now, I obviously I think right now it doesn't, uh, just because same thing that technology is very new. Um, that the homes or the size of the homes they can build is can only be built like it, they can only go so far. You know, obviously if you're like, no, nah, I don't want that. I'm I'm not into the whole dome house. You know, I, I want right. you know traditional four walls. Um, you know, some people may well, may go for a dome house would be pretty fucking my and and what and that's what they do. They're, yeah. It's a dome house, you yeah, know. So, okay. um, but for by the same time, I'm just like, look, if we're doing tiny homes, you know, like mm-hmm. tiny homes is a is a huge thing going on right now. Uh, potentially, that's hurting, you know, construction workers too, because a lot of times it's like, well, true, true, I only have to make this much. I'm not doing sure, a and, th- and this is how you counter argue that. You know, they, so they, maybe they are, maybe they are losing their positions. 
But it, maybe it also makes it easier for them to become home manufacturers themselves, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, and, 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 um, and I, I would buy that as well. I mean, it's an easy transition. And yeah, you're talking about a social benefit that maybe outweighs the loss of a few jobs. Again, the utilitarian perspective. Right? Yeah. Maybe a few people are losing their jobs, but look how many more people can make or, or can, can own a home now as a result of, exactly. of how cheap this is to do. So yeah, and, and yeah, you know, and, and morally, that's, it's, that's it's exactly still true. right even if some people were harmed. Right? Yeah, and that's, and that's yeah. my thing is yeah. like, it's on exactly that, that. On, at least you know according to that theory. Do you yeah. know what material they were making those three D printed homes? Concrete. Concrete. Okay. Yeah. I didn't it even was, know you could print concrete. Yeah, it's 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 essentially it's like a big. It's the same thing. They just have um. It, they have like a long uh, hose that connects, so the nozzle goes down, and it connects to the actual uh, concrete pile that's liquefied. They just keep stirring it and stirring it, and it just sucks it up as it's. Printing literally just row by row by row, you know, till it gets. If it saves building the um, a chimney, it will literally just keep squaring. As opposed it. to like joining a big concrete slab. Yeah. It, it, okay. And okay. it does it like that. Okay. And then once they do, then they'll obviously but you they, have to they, transfer to the to the location. So you're actually changing the yeah the the whole chain of, of home building. Yeah. Right? So, and okay. and uh, from what I was wow. from what I was seeing on it, like the the size of that home. Um, like it's like a third the price of what you would pay normally for it because it's like well there's less there's less man hours there's and the main material is concrete obviously there's more stuff on the outside of it but that's like the main mm. thing um, so in my mind I'm like well like I get it like some people would obviously you know lose um, you know job if that became like super popular but at the same time I'm like man as being not not the one percenter like we're the ones that are hurting because homes are getting more expensive. And it's like, what if, because of this technology, I can afford a home now? Mm -hmm. Like, like who are you to deny me that? You know, like it, it kind of turns, like in my mind, it actually yeah. kind of turns into, same thing with like a tiny home. Like if I want a tiny home, it's gonna cost me, you know, 40 grand compared to 240 grand for a house or 140, like, like who are you to, to deny me that you know sure. you know being able to live like that if i choose to you know like it's not harming anybody you know or anything like that so that's kind of like my thing you know yeah i'm glad that it's made out of concrete because i was i was like well it can't be made out of plastic because both all the plastics don't do well in heat <laughs> yeah you would have to live somewhere cold it, yeah it would have to be like <laughs> even, yeah yeah up in the arctic and know, even in the cold i was like it could probably like freeze and maybe like crack like yeah. so you could have like structural damage yeah uh, and, and this is i mean this is a good idea because uh, you know like more power to them. It's it's a it's a brilliant idea if you imagine that like you can now build a home in a place that you could never have transferred all of those materials to, right? Mm -hmm. So and and now I don't know exactly where those locations are. I mean, we live in you know a concrete you know freaking jungle here. Yeah. Where it's like well we, we clearly live in a place where it gets 120 <laughs> degrees. You yeah. Know, in 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 the dead of summer, but I mean there's other places that maybe more remotely um, they've got much more rudimentary living conditions, but now you can kind of, you know, transfer your materials out there. Exactly, that was much easier, yeah. and, you know, in my mind, I, yeah. I felt like. That's, I was, that's why I was curious as to material, because I was like, you can 3D print wood as well. I don't know if you knew. Oh, I did not know that. You can, you can 3D print wood? There's a, it's wood, but I, like, again, like, why, you could just yeah. use lumber, like. Yeah, I was gonna but, say. Of course, like, that's why I was like, that. Yeah, if you were 3D printing, like, a house with wood, I was like, that's kind of dumb, but. Sure. You could just use lumber, like. Yeah. But. Yeah, you can three D print wood. I, want, like, I wonder if that I has to, to do with like, or something. I wonder if that has to do with like processed wood because like most wood flooring nowadays it's like that. And it's 
very thin. But I don't know if that's a I don't know if that's a different method from I, that. You know, I'm something sure. something tells me like I haven't like looked into like the compounds of it, but something tells me like something in it would have to be like semi synthetic. Yeah, but, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because it's wood. It, yeah, it's pretty different. That'd be weird. Because there's a <laughs> just we were we were gonna talk about three D printed food like later on, but uh, I don't know. Like there's that's a new one for me too. Like, there's filaments know. that uh so natural PLA can be made out of cornstarch. Okay. So maybe some type of compound could be like I don't know how you would do that like would you just like grind wood up into like well my my thing is like the way I like sawdust or yeah the way I yeah. kind of see it is like most, raw material for a plank I don't know and then yeah like, like like when you do like with wood flooring um, most people that you know have wood flooring unless it's like old school like oh this house was from like the 1930s or something uh, most wood now it's it's processed wood. So what it is is exactly that. It's a bunch of either shards or uh, sawdust, and then they just press it so tightly that you recreate the wood again, and it heats it up. And then once it once it dries, then you get pure wooden plank. You know, so, and then okay. you get, right. and that's what you're stepping on. You know, so, so somehow it's 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 cheaper. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you know, you just reminded me of you, ever, you guys ever watched like old Discovery Channel and like uh, how it's made. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, I was thinking of that because I was watching a guy today, and he made a. Uh, it was a different guy. He made the uh, the lower receiver for his gun, like his three D printed gun, but he made it out of aluminum because he just used cans, like beer cans, <laughs> like. So he like you see him like take the one. Courtesy he was, of Bud Light. Well, yeah, yeah, he actually was drinking a Bud Light. He, he was drinking a Bud Light and he threw it into like his like molten like thing to like melt it down. Oh yeah. And then like he. He got like super elaborate with it. Had like a he made like a mold for the like receiver and everything. And I was like, yeah, that's that's kind of going through a lot. But it was cool to see him like make it. So I would kind of want to see like a how it's made three D printer edition. Like how do you make three D printed wood like yeah. filament like stuff like that. That'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, cause cause, I, yeah that's the only thing because I know because uh, my brother that's what he he does flooring and you know he'll do wood and. I've even asked him like, "Is this like real wood?" He's like, "Nah, it's it's like it's compressed. It's more or less. That's what it is. It's it's compressed wood." And he's like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, it's just extra pieces." But though, so like, like if you're trying to get like oak, like everything in that is pure 100% oak, but it's not like a cut piece from oak. It's like, oh, it may be a shard or oak sawdust or whatever, but it's all of that same type of wood, and they just compress it. So it's right. like you'll get the pieces. You know, and it's that's more or less how they do it. You know, and they glaze it and jack the price up. Yep, thousand <laughs> percent. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, you know, I would like in my mind, I'm like, why do you people have to like abuse three D printing like plastic and make a gun? Why can't you just like abuse three D printing homes? <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm just gonna go massive production and build homes for like shit to the homeless people or. You right. know, for a, a poor community or something, it's like, I'd be all bored for that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, if you're going to be irresponsible and crazy, do it that way. <laughs> yeah. You know, not do it in the way I You make too many homes for the homeless. Yeah. yeah. You're insane. That, that I can yeah. honestly see that debate, too, or that protest. Well, yeah, you're going to get people, yeah, <laughs> flood the market or something. Or, oh, man. Don't, don't, don't trample over somebody's, you know, monopoly. Yeah, yeah, like that, right? It's like you're taking yeah. millions. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm you would so have like sorry. you would have like building commissions like on your ass. You would, that's right? And that's that's how they kill you. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like right? you're you're in violation yeah, yeah. of building yeah. a house. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I've lived in places where 
you know, uh, you know, the home inspectors, they're, they're, it's basically the local mafia. You know, they have a lot of power and all that stuff. So, yeah, you could, you could see people, uh, you know. Yeah, on top of that, like, you can't just build it anywhere because you have to kind of own the land yeah. in which you build it on. So. Sure, sure. So that's how they would get you. All right, so what's up with 3D printed food, then? What's, what is, what's being That was weird. I didn't even well, know I mean, about does, does, does a hot dog count <laughs> as 3D printed food? Because if so, we've <laughs> been doing process. this for a long yeah, time. The way it's yeah, process. So, like, there was an article that I was trying to find when this is the when we set this topic for the podcast, I found an article years ago saying that the FDA had approved 3D printed meat. Couldn't find that article like coming leading up to this podcast, but okay. if that is true, I mean, 3D printed meat is a thing. Like there was a, a restaurant in Australia that I saw, like they have 3D printed meat that they serve in their like restaurant. Okay. And I've seen like 3D printed pizzas, like all types of stuff. And is it the same process? Like I'm picturing something that just layers stuff on top of it, right? Is that is that kind I, of what we're talking about, or is this more like a sausage? You know? No, like it, so I've seen like <laughs> this like three D printed pizza. It kind of like was extruding like out like kind of like a doughy like material that would have okay. been a dough. And I guess like you would pop into like a toaster oven or something like. Okay. But well, I kind of suspect a lot of frozen food that we're eating <laughs> yeah. already is something similar to. But this if thing. like the FDA has approved like frozen, like not frozen meat, three uh, D printed meat, yeah, uh, that could be out there, and it's like, how would you know? Well, I mean, and I don't, I don't have a problem with that. So okay, so there's a lot of ways to look at the the idea of, of food that's you know um, artificial food essentially, mm-hmm. right? So artificial meat, lab grown meat, that kind oh, yeah. of stuff. So. The way that you get, you know, a, a, a lab-grown, you know, beef uh, hamburger patty is you have to have some of the, you know, the DNA of the original thing and, and you know, kind of replicate it and, and it and it produces like an artificial version of that. It's got the yeah. nutritional value. GMOs. What's that? Like a GMO. Yeah, G- yeah basically it, it genetically modified. But what I'm talking about is like it, it's a, it would be, it would be, um, an engineered burger patty or, or whatever, you know, chicken wing or whatever, um, more likely a chicken nugget, <laughs> that has the DNA of, of the animal within it yeah. to give it, it is, it is the actual meat of this animal, but no animal has been harmed yeah. in, in yeah. the production of this. And so oh, okay. this, is, this is kind of a profound vision of, of the future of food. And I don't know about the 3D processing of it, but I mean, essentially lab-grown variations of this, um, they, you know, there's, there's a lot you can do with this. And you know, I have this. I have this. This sort of perverse fantasy. Don't worry, guys. I'm not gonna lay something <laughs> truly weird on you. But like the idea of of taking, um, you know, extinct animals um, and being able to reproduce their meat, or or you know, forbidden sort of taboo meat like bald eagles or something, or you know, great white shark. You know, most of us don't know what these things taste like. Likewise, yeah. Brontosaurus, right? Yeah. What the hell do Not they actually taste kill like? it, but yeah. have it being right. there. Right, so but you, but get you that. could you could actually. This would be like, and now we're talking like the fantasy, like the science fictional, yeah. you know, version that I would aspire to with three D printing. If we could manufacture foods like this, that would be really cool, right? Yeah, well, so we don't have to kill a bald eagle to to know yeah. what it tastes like, you know. But I'm, you know, like I said, it's perverse. Like I'm not really curious about this, but I would like to. But there are people that, that would yeah. want. Yeah. Well, and, and but there's a, there's there's got to be some other exotic meats, you know, tiger meat or whatever. That like in this, if this was a process and you could do it, and it's not you know super insanely mm-hmm. expensive or something, I would totally be up for this kind of eating. Did you have to try it? Yeah. 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 It, it reminded me that this. You know? What you just said reminded me of that um, 
that scene from uh, The Fifth Element where she was like, um, when they get that, uh, the main um, Mila Jovovich. Yeah, Jovovich, yeah. yeah. And then she like, she puts that little piece into like the microwave and she's like, mm, and it's like three seconds, like, mm, and she pops yeah, out like this true, huge yeah. freaking, you know, fully cooked chicken. Right. And she's like, chicken, you know? Yeah. And that's what kind of reminded me of like, yeah. you put it in there like, mm, you're like, ah, great white, <laughs> you know, ah, yeah. bald eagle. <laughs> so there are like hazards to that as well because I was <laughs> looking up that as well. So when you're printing stuff, like even like the smoothest like 3D print could have like a micro tear in it. And those little tears could house like bacteria and germs. So like, oh, and you, could yeah, get, yeah, gonna... you could get into that side yeah. of it as well because like those little like tears could house like germs, and bacteria. But like, well, if people actually they... knew the the allowance on what's on what you know, like the FDA, like even uh, you know, like approval of like as far as rat poop or something like that, like in rice or. In certain foods, like when it's getting shipped over, it's like, oh yeah, like, you know, as long as it's like three, you know, I, like three, you know, three parts per per hundred, we're perfectly okay. I'm like, that should be zero parts. I'm sorry, like, so, I don't want rat well, shit in my rice. Yeah, so, you also don't want your hot dogs to to be, you know, five ninety nine a piece. You yeah, get, you get them for you know, packed for a exactly. for like a dollar nine. Yeah, because well, all right, it's <laughs> I'm allowing it. <laughs> you're allowed three crickets per pack. Yeah, you know? yeah. when I when I read the bacteria thing, I immediately meat. thought of cereal. I was like. But how many like bugs are in this cereal? Yeah, because you know, yeah, I immediately right. thought exactly. of that. And I was it's like, just sugar bugs, man. Yeah. That's what you're eating. And but, then um, my thing too, I'm like, if that's the case, I'm like, well, what are they using it for? Because if it's like meat, you know, or I think, actually not even meat, like say poultry, if they were to do three printed poultry, like poultry is one of those things you can't cook. Like you can't be like, I want my chicken medium rare. Like it has to be fully cooked. Oh yeah, you'll get yeah. some of the salmonella or whatever. Yeah, whatever so so it's like if there was bacteria in my mind, I'm like, if you're cooking poultry, the heat alone would you know, yeah. right. temperature would kill it. The but, but is up. there heat in this process? And if there's no heat, then you yeah. just got then like yeah. room temperature bacteria latching <laughs> it right onto the extruded, you know, burger or whatever, yeah. and it's going into your stomach. Because then you you're know, really gonna mess yourself. Yeah. That's what I'm you're saying. You're gonna cook it at like 100 and you know, or 200 degrees or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, if it's like poultry or pork, I'd be okay yeah. with it. But yeah. I'm like, because yeah. they're gonna be like, eh, I want my medium yeah. bread. I'm like, I don't want that bloody bacteria filled thing. Because like, yeah. the items, are, the items I've only seen like printed as far as food is like the processed beef or whatever mm-hmm. they make it out of, uh, and then like non like meat items. So like you have like your pizza because they didn't have like pepperoni on it. It was just like a cheese pizza. Yeah, uh, kind of but it's kind of like I, I want to bring my own pepperoni to this yeah. pizza. I don't know. I'll, I'll do the toppings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, one thing that I was like looking at it, they were saying like you know since they can house bacteria, if you were to like make like a three D printed plate, make sure you're limiting your use, your contact with like your body, so only use the plate once. Things like that, like making a fork, you yeah. know. But can you imagine how long that fork would take? Be like. By the time this fork's done, exactly. Like, that food's gonna be cold, man. Like, sure, I'm be, I'm be yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I can see it. I mean, see, the, this gets into like, I, I can, I can see the, you know, the use of food and and like household implements. I mean, I would totally like create a bunch of forks that, you know, as long as there was a sanitary, you know, way of, of keeping them sanitary, I, I think it'd be kind of cool because then you could design your own, you know, cutlery yeah. and, and stuff, you know. But I, I like the idea of of, of 
being able to embed, you know, uh, health conscious people or people that need a medicine, um, or even again, you know, like the, the uses of this, you know, like, you know, poor populations or people without a lot of public health services, you could 3D print um, a meat or, you know, some other food that has medical or nutritious, you know, yeah. nutritional value that's like, right, it's just part of the extruded product. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. malaria, I've heard of, uh, you know, people, you know, genetically engineering bananas to have malaria medicine in it. Yeah, um, there was a, and, and you and, could do something similar. So there's another major benefit. That we're yeah, and, and that's why I initially yeah. brought up GMOs, because I know like in Africa, they had did that to um, some countries out there where it was like, it was so poor that they, doctors were out there like, oh man, they're lacking like iron and lacking yeah. this. And so they made, uh, they had people like genetically modify uh, like a certain fish because that's what that certain type of fish was, uh, you know, in abundance there. That's mainly yeah. what they eat. So they put it there. So it's like, as they were eating this fish, they were getting extra nutrients that they normally wouldn't get from this fish at all. And then they saw the results and people were getting healthier. and so Right, like which so, is another one of the plus column for the, the morality of, of yeah. you know, genetic engineering. You know, what, whatever else you have to say about it, there are benefits. And, yeah, there and now, are. you know, nobody asked the fish, and so you are changing the species, <laughs> and so there's still a moral yeah. issue there. You know, the Kantians are going to argue that, well, you probably shouldn't ever do that, even if there is a benefit, because, you know, but it's then, against the dignity of this living creature, well, and who for me, uh, denied it's, it's... For me, you know, when it's people dignity. start talking about it's stuff like that, I'm like, uh, I'm like, you know how dumb you sound? I'm like, when it comes to that, I'm like, you don't sit, you're not protesting people who are going out and getting plastic surgery. You know, essentially, true, essentially, true. but you that's not protest how you're, somebody that forced another person or, or you know, at the species level, another being um, to do it, right? And so that's yeah. that's the argument. Like, I, I think you can easily argue. I mean, about although we're getting into animal rights here, right, with this yeah. one, you know, and that that's you know kind of a tangent, but I think it's fair to argue that um, you know using one species for your own kind of shallow purposes is bad. A lot of people will say, "Well, this isn't a shallow purpose. This is actually modifying a fish to feed people, and that's you know why fish." Even even if that fish is cloned. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing, right? So th this kind of comes full circle. So if there is a process for this of three D printing meat, you can you can stop killing animals for their meat, and this could be a, a, a vast leap in the ethics of of, of eating, right? Yeah. And and you no longer. I mean, it's an interesting world now. Of course, we'd have a whole lot of cattle. Um, that would we'd have to I guess I don't know set them free or just kill them <laughs> just to get you know because they're they're taking up a lot of room you know a cattle ranch it's not it's not a small parcel of land I mean you're talking you know hundreds or thousands of acres yeah. for some of these big operations I'm sure so you know in in the immediate aftermath of this you might have this sort of you know bizarre like holocaust of cows who died for you know some horrible <laughs> corporate reality or whatever but you know down the road you you could now find solutions and so we would no longer have to worry about using animals for at least this particular use and so the animal rights activists i i would think would be definitely on board because you're not to, to extract dna is not the same thing yeah. as to kill it you know for, or even i mean that even purposes. got me thinking i'm like um you know like well obviously like back in africa like you get people who you know hunt like rhinos or or, or elephants for their for the ivory, it's like, well, what if we can 3D print ivory somehow? You know, so, like, like, would, would the need, yeah. you know, would the need to, for people to go hunting, you know, just to get that, would it still be as high? Because then now, then, then you would really be able to be like, all right, now you're just doing it for the trophy, which is really, you know, jacked up. But if you want that material, now we can 3D print that material. What's your excuse now? 
Yeah, and, and now you'd see how inhumane some of these exactly. can be. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Are. They're, they're despicable, yeah. uh, in my opinion. I really I really have a very low opinion of them. It's like, um, I, want a, I want a rhino. It's like, well, you right. can 3D print your rhino yeah. horse. Rhino or horse. if the rhino's still alive, you could 3D print it a new horn and, and fix yeah, it. And, and if the rhino doesn't know any better, then, you know. And that's, and that's guys, another direction. You guys you brought it up on, on your own. The prosthetics? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> the prosthetics. Well, I was going to talk about that because uh, basically like 3D printing like prosthetic, like, like bones differently like that like that's already been like kind of like done already and mm-hmm. so like you guys have brought it up because there, uh, there was like an elephant that kind of like lost one of its like legs uh-huh. and they 3d printed a uh like a, a carbon fiber uh like foot for it like yeah it's like oscar pistorius right yeah, yeah the blade runner yeah you know they, they just and, and yeah and look at that, that, that i'm mistaken that one was in india right i'm not sure which because the one the I'm one i sure saw where. was in india and it was for like it wasn't a baby elephant, but it wasn't a full-grown one either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so that's a perfect use of a three D printer because yeah. there's there's no market for you know three D or or, or uh, prosthetic elephant legs, so they had to make a unique you know a discrete yeah. unit for one elephant. I, and, and so I this think, this is perfect. I think I have heard of a rhino getting a three D printer for one as well. I have saw one. I mean, for it would make sense. But it, it doesn't it, solve it, the poaching problem. Yeah, but, the trophy yeah. problem, but at I least think, it, it addresses. Do rhinos want us to grow back, or they they're just done? I, like, no, I think they're just done. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I don't like, think they regenerate. I saw one that they did for a. Someone they did that for a turtle. The turtle, the the shell was cracked, shell, yeah. and so they created a new shell for it. And then I also saw one that they did for an eagle because, uh, I can't remember what kind of eagle it was, I, but it was illegal to hunt it, and so uh, a hunter shot it like. Like half its beak off. Right. So it was, you know, like it was like, well, it wasn't really able to hunt or eat because, you know, it's like, well, that's kind of what I use. That's my, you know, that's my tool that I use to help me eat. So they three, you know, they they got the the model and everything. They three printed in. They did a surgery, put it on there, and they're like, now it's a full, healthy eating, you know, eagle. You know, which I'm like, that's cool. I saw a dog that had like. Half of it, like it lost like half of its skull. Don't, don't know how, but like they printed like the other portion, so it was able to like regain the shape of like how its head would be. Oh, wow. um, one lady, she like I want to say she had like a bone cancer or something like that. Mm-hmm. So they had like they removed like half of her jaw. They printed off like another portion of her jaw. So like that. So the prac- the practicality of like using three D printing is there. Like as far as like yeah. prosthetics. And like, it has some pretty good uses. So. And I, I imagine it's got a. I mean, if you can get one workable model, then you can just kind of, you know, there you go, code it in. You've got, you know, this this yeah. this this line of at least the basic elements, and then you can kind of do the fittings. Would be probably not three D printed, but I feel like you could replace. You know, you yeah. could have you know less expensive, maybe replaceable models. Or ultimately, like if you've ever seen like you know some of these sort of ghoulish pictures from like the First World War, you know, riflemen who lost you know their cheek and and you know part yeah. of their yeah. eye socket or whatever. Um, and they're really marred, um, you know, there's, there's, there's part of that life that you would have to live. These guys would get, you know, kind of these stock masks that, you know, partially went over their yeah. face. I think it was... Uh, they're like uh, the, what do you call it, like, uh, what's the porcelain? Yeah, like, porcelain, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, like yeah. Oh, no, I couldn't, opera. I couldn't be, think know, of the, the but, material. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, you know, this this would be kind of cool. So you get one fitting, and then you could kind of, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, get the bedazzled version, or, you know, like, yeah. you know, do, do a Phantom of the Opera version, I, or whatever, I feel like which is you know, kind of weird, but it, it gives people... It gives people, you know, some choices, and that's one of the benefits of, of light printing. Back, yeah. You know, down down the road, you could you could you could play with this, and and people can be as frivolous with you know with their um, sort of choices for very very intimately personal um, 
prosthetics. Yeah. You know, and 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 that that kind of freedom doesn't exist right now. So I don't know. It's probably maybe a small part of the market, but you know, you're talking about you know people who you know part of the job. Well, it's maybe it's a kid. You know, they want to be able to to do something unique. Now, this is a very rare case. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I, I like the idea of that freedom. You know? I, I feel yeah. like it would have to be like person by person because, like, you know, yeah. we all have like a femur and different things like that. But like the dimensions of it, like, yeah, your maybe femur's like gonna it's not be gonna, a little bit different. Put it on me, yeah. and I'm gonna fall over as soon as yeah. I stand yeah. up. Because I, I actually, so I, yeah. I haven't heard of a case of them using this, but I saw a photo of it. It was like a, a femur, but they had like a. It was like the rest of the portion of it was printed off in metal. So like, I guess like for elderly, like they get hip yeah. replacements. You can get like. Or it's more, more, more customizable yeah. to yeah. make it easier instead of like, oh, this generic one where it's like, all right, I got this, and I'm just going to cut this to make it fit, <laughs> right, yeah. you know, versus it's like, we can trim this part, and then I can get this piece and make it work towards you instead of the opposite. Okay. I would be surprised if, if things like, you know, where they're making, you know, brand new, you know, the, the knee parts or whatever, um, if, if they weren't already using something like this, because it, you know, 3D printing, that's another benefit here is the... The precision of, of what gets manufactured, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, you can you can alter that on the fly as well. And then to like so to, that's kind of cool to parry onto that. Like I, I'm pretty sure that like I've read like about like 3D printing like cells and tissue. So like yeah. tear your ACL, like let's print you a new ACL. Sure. Well, the first time I ever saw a 3D printer um, in action, it was a I think it might have been a simulation, but they were they were they were showing what what it looks like when you you know 3D print a liver. You know, some of the more yeah. basic organs, like you can do like, you know, reduce, um, you know, like a trachea or whatever. And, and it's sort of a, a cellular matrix of, of a trachea and you can print those out. And then you take your individual cells and you add it on there and it, and it begins to grow the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the whatever uh, part of the body that, that goes your, around it. That, yeah. And, your and, and, and unique it's, needs. And it's, okay. and it's your cells that go on there. And that's kind of... Um, that's kind of what they yeah, do with the ACL. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. That's that's yeah. that's a really kind of cool thing. I mean, yeah, somebody like an athlete, you know, who's you know completely fucked up their ankle or their knee or whatever, um, you know, you can you can take it. Let's say there's X-rays. You could actually like rebuild very close to the original. Yeah. You know, as opposed to now, you know, there's still kind of an awkwardness with this. Maybe, I don't know what the, what the best phrase for this, but I mean, it seems like we're still in a world of kind of one size fits all prosthetics. This would definitely alter it, make it much more personalizable, and yeah. you know, a, a real benefit. And, I was and, say and from what I've seen, it cuts down. Though even with that, like you're saying, like the ACL, they do even with the blood cell. That's what that's kind of what they do. They they'll, they'll take your blood and then they'll just three print more cells of your blood, hmm. and they inject it back into, you and it cuts the healing time down. Like say an ACL, it takes you six months. It's like well, thanks to this new technology, it only takes me two months to recover mm-hmm. you know and for athletes it's like man six months is a long time to be out sure. that's, that's the whole season versus two months I was gonna know? say like imagine if there's like an ACLRS and you can just basically <laughs> that's basically just like like organs like kind of like in stock so it's kind of like you know they, they do the surgery on you and then like say a six month like season like layoff turns out to be like a two month and you just basically just do like PT and then you're done. Like yeah, you're back yeah. on the field. Well, I mean, organ waitlist. You know, ten thousand people at any given time on the organ waitlist for yeah. like a liver or a kidney or something. You know, it's it's massive. So the idea of three D printing these things, I mean, that is that is that that's life changing. Yeah, which people, but I mean, you could save a lot of lives. And, and that and that's in my mind. Yeah. We're like like I, like I see three D printing in like all the different aspects in my mind. I'm like, 
there's so much good for it, and that's why I'm like, I hope something as dumb as the gun, the 3D printing gun, or whatever. Like, I hope it doesn't ruin it for the rest. You know, that's 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 my thing. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't see them like ever outlawing like. 3D printers like all together just because of guns, but like I, but I they do the want to regulate. Yeah, they, sure. Yeah. Well, and that and that could be. I mean, it's you know, it's it's that ship has sailed though. The technology's already out there. I mean, yeah. you know, unless it just doesn't work and, and it just goes away, that that technology is it's here to stay. But like, to <laughs> going back to the organs, I was thinking of uh, like imagine if you just had like a warehouse of like the organs, and I was thinking of that movie. I couldn't think of the name, but it's kind of like the one uh, Repo Men. Oh yeah, is, yeah. Where they kind of like. Oh, like oh, like you you borrow like the heart, and they're like we need that back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like oh, your uh, your back pay on uh, on that three D printed liver we got you in a couple of months. It's like we gonna cut like, it back out of you. Like right imagine now. like if, like we kind of got to that point where like we do have like like organs on like demand like, on stocks, <laughs> not on rentals, but like uh, <laughs> we have them like in stock because that's kind of like the world like the like distant future they had they had like organs on stock but not like well, i was and, and, i was yeah. i was joking about the repo but i mean yeah no I, I, now we're getting <laughs> into the land of science fiction but i mean if you could get a heart that you know it's, it's a little bigger and it pumps more blood mm-hmm. um and and allows you more stamina you know mm-hmm. there's 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 believe me there's hey, a line of there's a line I'm of a athletes dream, out there that are that are willing to you know maybe cut five years off their life mm-hmm. to get that much more performance i guarantee it because yeah. i was thinking like you know say if you have like a like your your default like heart and then like all they need is like your blood so that way they can like make sure it's like fit to your needs and then they yeah. implant it in you like that's what I kind of I was thinking but of course like this is you got that alcoholic who's like my liver shot I can give me a new one and be like cool I can go right back to full day drinking yeah, we, yeah. we, we still have Mickey Mantle among the living right? <laughs> yeah. I mean he was he had to go to the head of the line for liver transplant it didn't work yeah anyway. yeah you could easily do that and you know I mean you guys remember the class I mean this is this is the kind of conversation yeah. that comes up where people mm-hmm. are always like, well, you know, if you allow that, then they're just going to, like, cut off their normal arm, and, and that way they have a, you know, 150-mile-an-hour fastball with their new arm. Well, What's, maybe. I, I, I don't think it works that way. One, it's illegal probably What's, forever. So maybe you know, you know the term. Um, it's the term where, like, where people can make, like, modifications to themselves, like, as far as, like, prosthetics or something like that, but it's, like, should you make the changes? Uh, are you talking about like the difference between like a medical prosthetic and a cosmetic prosthetic? Kind of, because I was thinking of like an example of it where like say if you had like a mechanical gallon gun arm or something, something that wild would be cosmetic. Like that. And the difference but, yeah, would be like yeah. you lose an arm in combat, mm-hmm. you're prosthetic. It's medical. It equalizes you. What you're talking about is just an enhancement. To, but I, I was talking about the fun of it. You but know? I was trying to think of the the term as far as like wanting to upgrade your human organ so it's like say like you know you really need to watch that movie upgrade then it's gonna it's something similar because we were were talking about that and i was basically like along the lines of you wanting to upgrade your body for the sake of just doing it not really like because you need like it's it's like like in the movie in the movie upgrade it's it's exactly like that where people they're like well um, you know, like my vision's crappy. I'm not trying to get just LASIK. I kind of work at night, so I want it to where if if I need to, I can see perfectly at well at night. At yeah, it doesn't need as much light. In you know, and, and some people are doing it yeah. just for like 
uh, you know, they're doing that or like um, like they have it to where it's like, cool, I have um, surgically implanted into my forearm, it's a gun, like a a single round chamber. So so it's like, cool. Uh, And like, I don't need it, but it's for home protection. So it's like, you know, you just... I don't know what the the term would be. I mean, I, I would just say that there, there's a, the need is you know there's a medical need and then there's yeah. you know a cosmetic use and and they're really not the same thing. Because I, I thought the term was like techno something, but yeah, like basically like upgrading yourself, enhancing yourself for the sake of just doing it. You know. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and and you know why not? And and then it, you know you have to worry. Again, the human is it is it is it harmful? <laughs> right. So you know there's lots of ways to look at this. It's really okay. So let's say you decide. All right, I'm going to get a Gatlin gun. And a lot of people, you know, libertarian perspective will say, well, why not? It's your body. You have morphological freedom. Who am I to say that you don't have the autonomy to, you know, to do that, right? Okay, well, that's, that's, that's John who lives alone. He's, he's a discrete unit, not attached to anybody else. Okay, now let's say, let's, let's add in uh, a partner uh, uh, and or a child, you know. Okay, so what do they think about that? Are they harmed mm-hmm. in... in this well, what the hell does John have a Gatling gun, you know, armed for, right? So you mm-hmm. you may be putting them in danger, and so when you begin to get realistic about the cosmetic changes that people make, so I mean, we don't have to talk about something as, as ridiculous as like you know a gun arm or whatever, just a simple human enhancement like breast augmentation, right? Yeah. There's uh, I read a paper years ago where this this woman I think she was it was like her master's thesis or something that and and she really made a good case for all of the layers of, of uh, relationships that we have and how um, you can't argue morally that one enhancement you know, can be both good or bad depending on who you consider as another you know, moral agent within you know, yeah. somebody, somebody worthy of moral consideration. And, and it was really interesting and, and I think you can extrapolate from this into what you're talking about. So I decide I want devil horns or whatever. Um, does it enhance my relationship with my wife? Then maybe you know, she's into maybe, it. Yeah, maybe she's into maybe it. She's maybe she's into cosplay. Yeah, right. And maybe it gives me more, uh, more. You know, um, what's the word for it? I, I, I have a better uh, self, self worth. Right. Yeah. yeah. It raises my your self image. Yeah, yeah, my self image. Right. Yeah. You know, more positive body image. So it's it's a good thing. Um, now you know my kid. At, at elementary school now becomes the child of the dude with devil horns. Okay, yeah. now we're in different territory, so because I'm going to kind of weigh all possibly. these things, right? Or maybe I'm being manipulated by, you know, a cosmetic surgeon, you know, who's like, hey, you know, you look good with devil horns, dude, you know, and, and yeah. when we're done with that, what about some hoofs, you know? Let's, yeah. let's get you all goaded up, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, there's potentially being manipulated, and, and at the end of it, you know, uh, I think she, she was talking about um, you know, you also have to worry about are you deluding yourself into thinking that this particular enhancement is actually, you know, making you look better or making you feel better? Is this just, you know, are, are, you, are you buying into some sort of false sense of, of your self-image as well? So yeah. a really interesting paper that she did that really does apply. And, you know, so I'm, I'm typically, you know, I'm, I'm very liberal when it comes to the idea of human enhancements, the, you know, thinking about them. But I think she makes a really valid point about you know, it's not just you that's doing this, you know, and, yeah. and we do have to think about this because it's, again, it's just like everything else with technology. It's cheaper. There's more people who are able to do this and humans are very creative about body modification, yeah, yeah. which it's is cool. It's I funny like that. you brought up devil horn because I was like, as soon as you said, like before you said that I was thinking about the lizard man. 
You know, oh, the yeah, guy yeah, who like yeah. he's got like the tattoos, like full, like of like scales. Yeah, he's like got like don't know it, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, but but like if you were to able like to do that, but like a 3D printed, like oh, I can print myself like a new hand, Gatlin sure. goes, like stuff like that, like yeah. yeah. Well, it's more likely that it would be it would be less like implanted. It would you know, you know, 3D printing allows us to you know, how about a Gatlin sleeve? There you go. You know, you don't you don't need a whole new arm. You could just you know have like a yeah. uh, spidey yeah. version of you know. Yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having yeah. one of those in class. Yeah. Next person that talks. Yeah. Right? <laughs> just yeah. putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, definitely that that would be uh, that would be pretty cool. I think yeah, but I do think people would do that like um, just for because I, I know I've read articles of uh, people who just like. You know, they're not even doing it for the, like, oh, it gets weird. Like, it's almost for the sake of them. They're not hurting anybody, but they're like, I just like to get surgeries. There are people that are like that. They're like, I'm just going to get this upgrade just to get it. Um, I just like going through surgery. I like having surgery, you know, and done. And, and it's like, they'll get, like, the same surgery done, like, three or four times. And just doctors like, and, oh, Yeah, okay. and I guess after each time, it would probably it'd be more and more difficult. Because, I mean, that's got to be against the, yeah. you know, the Hippocratic Oath. Like, you know, somebody keeps showing up for surgery. It's like, this guy again. Once it becomes, because yeah. like, you're talking about, like, some sort of, like, uh, you know, pathological, you know, some, some compulsion. And I um, think that's kind surgery. of, like, where he might be going with that. There are going to be yeah. some people that, where yes. if it's once it's possible, it's going to be, like, I don't even need it. I just the fact I like getting upgrades. I like I, I want to get an upgrade. Oh, you, I just want. You would to totally see this subculture develop around, it, and they're the ones that would police that probably because you know subcultures. That's what they do. Yeah. They'll be the ones because I, I I wouldn't know anything about it. I wouldn't know the difference between somebody who's like you know a compulsive you know enhancer or not. But you know that the people that are all like super I like, that. like the transhumanists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would you would definitely get that. It'd be kind of interesting to watch. Um, you know. I, I'm kind of fascinated by the idea because we've we've seen it. You know, it, it happens a lot, but with the acceleration of this kind of stuff. Yeah, and, um, and especially with like exactly like acceleration of technology in general. You yeah. know, like three D printing now. Cool, it takes thirty six hours to you know make the receiver. Give it five years, it's gonna take twelve. Give yeah. it another five years, it's gonna take two. Another five is gonna be five minutes. You know, yeah, it's like a vending machine. Yeah. So I was I was talking like to my coworker and I was. I told him we were doing a 3D printing episode, and I was trying to find out, like, what is something that he would want to, like, hear. And he was saying, like, how far are we from... So we had a smart device, a smart home smart home episode. And so he was saying, like, how far are we from having, like, 3D printers in our home that are smart device-enabled where you can just say, hey, like, whatever smart home device you got. Uh, that's scary. Like, print me... <laughs> print, print off a, a cup. Hey Alexa, yeah, it's got some <laughs> yeah. sort of like a like a so, you know like a, um, a it, you can hold a photograph up to it, some sort mm -hmm. of recognition system that like um, uh, yeah here's the auto part I need yeah, you know well, and, and it just sort of maps out the three dimensions of that and can print it. Well, that's I mean, I, I how far are we from that? It's hard to say. I mean, I'm I don't know. Um, but obviously, voice, there's some I, good uses. I think we're pretty close. Commands we can probably do now. It's just yeah. a matter of you know creating the. We are, connection between that and the code that, that spits it out because I, I think we're pretty close because we already have the microwave that can you can say like hey like i heat up a hot pocket because there's the uh, amazon microwave now yeah so you can say like hey heat up a hot pocket and it'll know like it's a hot pocket i don't need to heat this up for 20 minutes it's heated up for five or it can scan a code like because there's one that can scan like a qr code and yeah 
no, okay, like heat up Miss Miss Calendars, like yeah, like, like, pies, like say like, for instance, like um, your popcorn, right? Some popcorn is like oh, heat up for a minute and a half, some's two, some's you know forty five seconds, whatever. You scan it, like the barcode on it, it reads it and it automatically knows what size and everything so you just put it in and close it and it automatically sets the time and everything yeah and then the next day you look or even that night you look at your email and you've got some coupons for hot pockets <laughs> yeah. interesting yeah, interesting how this works yeah they want to get in uh, all into our shit yeah. don't they hey, hey Alexa, you know, uh my cup just broke can you right. pick another one <laughs> yeah this is this this takes it off topic but that is the truly frightening thing right yeah so you let these devices in and i'm not really super paranoid about this stuff but i can definitely see the the, the potential for manipulation i don't want my insurance company having any knowledge any data that says Look at all of that broccoli and lettuce in the refrigerator. These people aren't eating that. They're eating all the ice cream, and there's lots of soda in here. How do we know? Well, we can read all the barcodes or yeah. you know whatever. You know, and it, it's that that really kind of freaks me out. Because so my microwave is communicating all shit the, out there. It's all in the metadata. My insurance the, rates go up because you know the one the one part of information that people think is irrelevant, which is metadata, is the most relevant part, like, of everything. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, like, I, I remember when we were, when I was still, you know, school uh, school here, um, uh, we were doing, a, you know, I had to do a post, whatever, and I did one on how Uber, well, people don't know this, Uber gets uh, from Apple and Samsung and multiple, like, cell companies, um, the only metadata they actually get from your phone is your battery life, right? And people are like, oh, that's not a big deal. It is when you're trying to catch an Uber and then they see that, oh, this person's on 12%, you're more likely to accept, you know, a, you know, a five-minute car ride for $50 because right. your battery is almost dead versus, oh, they, they're at 90% or 70%. They're good for a while. I can't, you know, overcharge them. Right. And that's how Uber was doing it. Uber so was, was actually a, doing that. Kind of a lazy, lazy person tax or yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Or like, or or yeah. no, they're out in the party. It's like crap. I'm I'm only at five percent, and I need to get home. Who am I gonna call? Be like, well, I was saying that Uber's gonna charge you a hundred dollars to go, you know, ten miles versus right. however much it normally is. I would right? say like, wouldn't that like if they wanted to be helpful, it's like, oh, like, you have, like, 5% left, we're going to route you a call quicker than it would take, like, someone who has, like, a full charge. Granted, it doesn't take long anyway, but yeah. um, back to what you were saying about, uh, like, them knowing, like, what you're eating. So there was... Or not eating. What you're not... Okay, so yeah. what you're not eating. So uh, Yeah, because whatever you are eating, they know. So yeah. I think you brought this up in the smart homes episode, but... So the smart home refrigerator. I didn't know anything about yeah. smart home refrigerators. I had just looked up everything else. But there was one product I looked up that's, like, on a Kickstarter right now that basically it's a device. Like, it's it looks like a small, like, cooler. But basically you can sit produce in it that'll go into, like, I don't know, your refrigerator or something like that. And it'll basically tell you when it's starting to, like, spoil. Right. So, like, if you implemented that into, like, a smart refrigerator and they're like, oh, like, we see you're not eating the spinach. <laughs> but, but we see you're consuming all of the ice cream since it's yeah. all gone. Well, not just that. Is there's one where there is a smart, uh, uh, a smart refrigerator where it will scan yeah, what you have. That's what I was talking about too. And it'll give you a recipe. Oh. Right. So like it'll give you multiple recipes. Like you got four eggs, or like you got eggs, tomatoes, cheese, whatever. And it's like 
You're like, man, I don't know what to make. And then it'll scan it and tell you. But then at the same time, that so obviously that smart ha, uh, smart refrigerator has connected to the network. Who's who were they selling that data to? I thought your insurance would be like, yo, he, with the amount of stuff he has in his fridge, all he can make is ham and cheese. You know, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I thought you also said like uh, it'll basically scan and be like, oh, like you're low on milk, yes, you're low too. on cheese, like yeah. So like yeah, that that yeah. And, they're, and they're, those, that uses, those uses I'm all right with. I mean, I can't tell the difference between milk that's like one day past its due, mm-hmm. and you know three days. Like okay, when is it? When did it truly turn? And I and I shouldn't be using this. I would like that, but at the same time, I just, I, I have, this is where I get paranoid, because yeah. I do not trust retailers, yeah. and they will pay anything to get that information, because, I mean, that's, that's, God, that's millions of dollars worth of information about, mm-hmm. about you, yeah. that they're getting for, you know, you're buying it, you're actually paying them, you know, to, you know, Amazon, it's an Amazon fridge, are you kidding me? Yeah. No. Right? It's like we, we went into that last time about uh, shit. They should be giving them to us, yeah. Right? And yeah. watch out if they do, because I, I could see something like <laughs> yeah. I could see like if you had like an Amazon fridge, and say if it had like a you know, like I'm I'm thinking like two like tech into it, like say you open it up and it has like a digital panel in it, like you know like, how they have those dash buttons where mm-hmm. you basically you press it and it'll say like oh I'm low on tile paper, press it, it'll go to it. Say that it has like a digital button, like they know like what you consume the most of, so you can just click it and it'll be like okay we're gonna right. order you some more. Or like, like, or like it scans it and it's like, um, have it like an auto delivery. Like say you have uh, a certain type of soda and you're like, look, um, when these cans get down to about six, you know, like automatically read, you know, like ordering some of those is like mm, six, yeah. we're going to order you some more. It's like, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. So I would do that. Like cat food, you know, uh, bread, butter, probably milk, things like that. Um, but you know the other stuff like yeah this the the shit that you sign up for once <laughs> to get a coupon or whatever <laughs> yeah. and then, you know suddenly it's like impossible like stop well, harassing yeah, me yeah they yeah they keep sending me cream cheese i needed it one time you know and, <laughs> but i wanted 50 cents off so i i signed up for the you know for this service. i know like what like our local grocery store for anyone listening is uh at least mine's is fries grocery like and so like you use like your shopper's card like yep. to basically like low coupons on the card. I've sold my soul for one of those. Yeah, <laughs> but like so, I don't know if you get like the mail-in coupons, but it it kind of like will know like what you typically buy, so it'll give you coupons like that they can't give you like for like those items that you typically buy. Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. so that's, like that's it's kind of on the line of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be that's that's what you would expect. I do that with CVS shit. If there's a shopper's card, if I can save twenty five dollars on a you know, eighteen dollars <laughs> worth of strawberries. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna yeah. do it. You know, I wouldn't have bought them otherwise, but I'm getting the deal. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. they, man, they, they're they're the 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 psychology of store layout and retail is so much deeper than the average consumer oh, understands. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, just everything's it's, it's the base place exactly. Oh yeah, to get your attention to oh, yeah. get you that craving. It's it's strategically placed. Yeah. They make sure yeah. the dairy's on the other side of the store. That way, yeah, you have to like cross you have to walk. everything. That's how you know it's it's yeah. good for you. You got to walk for it. All the bad shit, it's right there. You yeah, know? I mean the candy. That way, you walk by it, you're like, ooh, I want that. Oh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh. Wait, what was I walking over yeah. here for? Oh, I don't want no veggies. I'm all stocked up on. Yeah, when's the last time you went in for Tylenol and you come out with like freaking Reese's pieces and I, you know, because all the time, yeah, (laughs) a little bit of liquor. I was watching a video on that like recently. There's a video like that's just me. (laughs) There's a there's a video by Vox that like it's one of their recent videos like within the last like couple weeks. But it was uh, it was the 
the science behind how IKEA basically makes you yeah. like travel the like like several fucking football fields like in the store yeah. to look at every single thing they have. You have to walk have. by everything that they have on display in that mm-hmm. store. I mean, there's a couple of like you know little rabbit trails you could go down to avoid yeah. this stock, but you're just walking by other stock on the way over there. And and why they oh, yeah. the reason why they have the it was. A video on, I think it was the guy who, like, invented that floor plan, like, mm-hmm. why they have the food at the very end. Because they're like, oh, look, like, you're going to be hungry after you're done. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, nobody, like, they're, they're doing that to encourage you to get to the end. Well, and they do it to you twice, mm-hmm. right? They get you with the freaking ice cream and the, and the you know, brownies or whatever they got down to the, you know, lingonberry juice. Mm-hmm. Then they've got, like, this, you know, the meatballs and all that stuff up, yep. up you know, up top. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely frightening. But, you know, for the most part... I'm okay with the efficiencies of all this stuff yeah. as a as a consumer. I'm okay with it. It's when it gets manipulative, and also yeah. it's the data mining. It's, yeah. it's what are they doing with yeah. that information? You know, because um, you know I'll, suddenly I'll I get more police in my area because somebody opened up a vape shop. Yeah, you know, because somebody read that data and said, well, vape means there's more. You know, there's a younger group in this. You know, in the younger demographic, which means more speeding. And more petty crimes, you know, like break-ins and stuff, which means, hey, guess what? Your car insurance just went up. Yeah, right? <laughs> because you live in this And area. your homeowner's insurance is more expensive, mm-hmm. too, because yeah. of the potential for crime. The numbers say so, even though... Nothing's happened. Nothing has happened, right? Yeah. But, you know, thanks, I'm paying for it. it I would I always laugh at people when it comes to that, like, um, you know, when I mentioned this, uh, when I mentioned that before, like, on the, on the discussion... Uh, before we actually did the uh, the smart home devices, and, and people were like, "Oh, I don't care that you know the government you know knows that." I was like, "It's not in my mind. I'm like, it's not a matter of whether you're hiding anything or not. It's like there's stuff that's going on in my personal life, you know, or in any, in anybody's personal life at any given time that's not dangerous or whatever." Right, you know, where it's like, oh yeah, but it doesn't mean you're gonna go out and you want everybody to know your business either. Well, yeah, and, 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 yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing is like, yo, look, um, you know, like I will tell you, John, like my grandfather had like cancer for like ten years, right? Cool. It doesn't mean I want the government. Doesn't mean the government should know about yeah. it. Like that's, I'm not out here shouting it to the world. On principle know? alone, <laughs> you know, nobody owns nobody owns me or my past or and and so. Me involuntarily giving up information is that's a total violation of, yeah. of, of my not my human rights, just my dignity. Yeah. You know, fuck you for for, for getting my information yeah. without my consent. Now if it's you know public and you know whatever and a lot of our lives are lived in public, fine. That's that's freely available. Whoever wants that can have it. You know, but my private um, habits and stuff I should be able to keep some of that to myself. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I think there's an argument to be made that, well, then don't, you know, talk about this shit on Facebook. Don't, don't use these tools of efficiency. Like, don't swipe your card if you, you know, like you, you happen to like, you know, using your cough medicine. Maybe you use it a little too much. Well, I don't think it's necessary that I have to, that I have to tell somebody. Well, don't use that information against me. Yeah. You know, that's just that's manipulating mm-hmm. me in a normal human behavior. And some mm-hmm. people will say, well, no, it's your fault, dude. You know, you're the one that is that is not paying cash for that cold medicine, and you're also swiping your customer card to get that discount or, or those rack up those points. Yeah. But you know, that just that's just teaching me that those things are, are eventually going to be used against me, which is really unhealthy for this. 
Yeah. You know, for if, if we want, you know, a good future. Sorry to get all philosophical and serious on this. No, right. but I mean, that's, that's great that you said that because even that whole thing can go exactly into, you know, today's topic, 3D printing with anything. Like, yeah. you know, it can go exactly into that. Like, who's doing what and what are, their, what are the purposes they're using it for? And yeah. it's like, what if I'm... What if I do want to use my 3D printer to print something that's going to be helpful to society? And they're like, oh, we're regulating you. Or, or, re, or we see what you're, what you're downloading and what you're downloading it for. Yeah, and that's it's like, a good point. Well, nope, I'm going to stop you. Absolutely, because like, there's people what? that could come through and they could actually you know, alter using this, this simple technology. They could alter, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, a market for something that you know, one, one group has you know, a, a lock on this particular auto part or, you know, a tool or whatever. A drug for cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't, for sure. I don't got time to be yeah. paying $700. But, but yeah. never underestimate the power of corporations. If they feel threatened, they can, you know, you know, this is, this is when, this is how lobbying works, right? Yeah. You know, you have lobbyists. They're not, they're not necessarily there for particular causes. You can just have them on retainer to protect your interests out there. Yeah. And, you know, anybody that's threatened, big corporation, that's when they come down. And that's just some... Somebody tinkering with their machine, yeah. You know, build it, and then it goes into is like, how did you get this information to begin with? And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah. here it is. Yeah. But yeah. Now, so, so we we talked about like net neutrality like episodes ago, but like with net neutrality, what since it's gonna like, like it probably be open to like in the future, what options do you think some companies may do to try to like punish you for like doing something? So like that, I forgot the company name distributor or something like they made the liberator pistol like say if like mm-hmm. the government's like oh like we we know this ip is known to be Certainly. used by you guys we're gonna like throttle your internet yeah some of them they yeah they they might uh, they might do that to to uh, control you or depending on which service that you use you know these companies or you know these people that are very anti-gun you know could be like uh we're gonna pay you we're gonna pay Cox, say for instance, because that's like the main one out here. Uh, we're gonna pay Cox ten million dollars a year to make sure that this site is inaccessible, or if people can't access it, it's gonna be super slow. Download speeds are gonna be, you know, throttled. You yeah, know, and, and and technically, under net neutrality, it's legal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I, I would say it would probably be closer to like it would just trigger a. You know, yeah. flag, and you know, because ultimately something like that goes to the FBI or whatever. Or, you know, yeah. the who's the the uh, federal agency, the the firearms, tobacco, yeah. whatever that yeah. is. Uh, ATF. ATF. It's yeah. ATF and something. It's like there's a new letter in there now. I think. Oh really? Uh, yeah, I think so. But anyway, um, you could probably something horrible like bioterrorism. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, when did we have that one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, it, that's more likely, and then and then that that agency, um, you know, like if if it's the FBI, they. You know they, they don't they, they put together a case against you and then it gets prosecuted and, yeah and that's that's probably what the punishment would be it'd be it'd be you know some sort of financial penalty but yeah. um, you know it, there, there's also the throttling of, of yeah know, I mean that I mean for sure because but, I, but you know if you're talking about like how like, like is this like a punishment for for wrongfully using somebody's code or like you know skirting security measures and using copyrighted code. No, just like, I think, I think like, like how I had said, like, what if somebody, what, like, what if somehow I came across plans, you know, to make, you know, say, say we did have those 3D printer pills or, or you know, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I found out where you can get the material at and this, you know, the, you know, the process on how to 3D print this cancer pill. Yeah. You know, 
Well, the big farmer could be like, that site, that guy, I'm going to pay you 100 mil right now, throttle him. Throttle that site specifically or block access. On a net neutrality, I mean, it's possible. It really is. I mean, because it's going to be like, well, you know, under the current, under the the old rule, I couldn't do it under the old law. But with this one, technically, I I can because I'm Cox and that's the service he uses. Now, they may not have that same deal with, you know, AT&T or Dish or wherever they use or Xfinity. You know, Big Pharma might have to pay all of them, you know, also 100 mil. But if I'm specifically using Cox or that's the, or Cox's, say Cox took over all of Arizona, then that means all of Arizona, I would have to leave the state or people would literally have to leave the state just to get access to this. And, right. you know, and this, not saying it's not possible or, you know, it can't be done, but... It's a probable. It's a possibility, you know, that it, you know, it could be done. You know, that's yeah. I would, I would hate that. Because I was thinking, like, mo- most of the time, like when you're trying to download a file, like for a three D print, like they're usually pretty quick. But in the event that the file was gonna take like a couple of minutes to download, they could just throttle it. And be like, oh, like let's slow you down a bit to the point where like you don't even want to download it anymore. Cause yeah, it's, well, it's so slow. Like the, they had, they had a lot of. Um, uh, digital like DRM, digital rights management. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of uh, you know pretty pretty um, silly ways of going after people who are violating copyright protections yeah. and like MP3s. And you know you get like you know ten year old girls who had like you know a thousand MP3s that they illegally downloaded. How old that ten? How that ten year old little girl? Back in the yeah, old. yeah, <laughs> right. But I mean, you weren't the one that got sued, right? Yeah. So you know so these these kids getting slapped with like you know ten thousand dollars per violation. You know, and and those didn't those those I, I'm sure that they're still going on on some level, mm-hmm. but they just figured out eventually you cannot go after this, and so they had to do other things, and so the whole business model had to change for a simple technology, peer to peer networking, and whatever you know you know uh, search software was written to find all the MP3s on the, all the servers. Yeah, I guess that's the P2P, right? Back in the good and old yeah, back in the good old days, right? The good old li- yeah, LimeWire yeah, days. Yeah, burning off our CDs. Our <laughs> if you had LimeWire, you were knowingly infecting yeah. your, yeah. Right, right, <laughs> your right. computer. Yeah, so I think I think what would happen is they would probably get really angry at first, and they might try something super clumsy like what you're talking about, like yeah. throttling the internet, and then the backlash, and then the impossibility of like, well. We were out throttling the, this entire neighborhood or this, you know, like the, the majority of people over at this, you know, it'd be at colleges, right? Uh, yeah. Honestly, um, like as bad as like, I mean, I hope they never like throttle you like that. But I was going to say the only like benefit of that would be like, we could just be like, well, we told you so like, this is what we said was going to happen with net neutrality. Now that it's been done, let's get it and back. And then it causes backlash. And, yeah. 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 Let's get it back. And, to and then you would go to what we're currently at right now when it comes to that kind of thing, which is file sharing. Be like, okay, cool. Um, you're gonna you're, you're gonna it, find that right? one person. Yeah, be like, yeah. I got it on my USB, man. Here and then, mm-hmm. that's twenty bucks. You copy it onto your computer. You yeah. share with the next person. You share with the next person, and then it then they're gonna be like, crap, they found a way around it, you know. But and then all the people with torches and pitchforks yep. go running for the, mm-hmm. the you know the, the he has the USB. Web. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're like the satanic panic of the eighties again. Yeah. 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 It's the dark web and. You know, 3D printing code. Was like they gonna outlaw thumb drives? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. How you gonna do yeah. it? Like, you just can't right. stop. Well, that, thumb like. drive there—it's a powerful way of, of presenting information. I, I met this uh, couple one time. I was at a conference, an O'Reilly conference, God, years ago, and they had just gotten back from Cuba, and they were telling me they were photographers, and they were in Cuba, 
um, and, and they've been taking pictures of, of, you know, the state as of, you know, 2005 or 2006, the current state of, you know, the, the technological Cuba. And they were telling me about um, what they called, like, the, I, I think they called it the thumb drive revolution. And their claim was that, um, you know, foreign embassies in Cuba were handing out thumb drives uh, to people to just to, to give them a way of, of, you know, to democratize information, to unlock it. So it was, it, it would be filled with, you know, video files. Probably back then it was more like music files and stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's how people were sharing um, information because nobody had access to the internet, yeah. right? It was, it, was, it was either expensive or spotty and it was really untrustworthy. Plus it was all, you know, traceable. I mean, if you're, you know, this, so it's like, this IP address is getting this information. Korea, I was like, so, does that. so yeah. you would have, you know, you, you might get an album of subversive, you know, Radiohead or whatever. And, and it was on a thumb drive and, and the people that were handing out these thumb drives were the embassies. Yeah. You know, so politics by thumb drive or, you know, or diplomacy yeah, I, by thumb drive. I was like, I you know what that reminded me of? Like, even though it's like not related, I was thinking of uh, my grandmother back when I was like young, she had like a, a collection of encyclopedias and we're talking about like nowadays you have like you know digital encyclopedias but i'm talking about like actual books that were encyclopedias and so i was you're like talking to so me that, about this like i don't remember no 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 so i'm saying like smell a set of encyclopedias so that's what i'm thinking exactly like these so that's what i'm thinking like these thumb drives are basically like they're encyclopedias right because they're just passing information it's not really traceable i'm sure it leaves some sort of thumbprint on on you know whatever machine you plug it into yeah. but for the most part um, nobody knows, and there's no network of knowledge that's attached to that thumb drive, right? Yeah, and, you know, other and, or, or if there is, it's very remote. Especially that the more like, the more you use it, like on various computers, like it gets passed around, uh, it it just becomes harder and harder to trace back. Like after, like if you could do like two or three computers, it'd be like, all right, maybe I can I can keep reverting it back, reverting it back, and then maybe get some sort of uh, serial number from it and see who got it, yeah. but. Once it's been passed around, you know, 10, 15, yeah, you're, yeah, you're there's no, no way. No government there's agencies. no way. Like, I don't care how paranoid your, your no national way. intelligence agency yeah. is. If you don't give that much of a shit who's been listening to Radiohead yeah. or watching, yeah. you know, Harry Potter or whatever. But in North Korea, they do that. There's a, you know, I saw a documentary on that where it was like, the people <laughs> were actually paying, you know, a couple of hundred dollars and these people would go to like this, like gated part of you know, I think it was like South Korea or whatever. Golden is a gated part of North Korea, and uh, yeah, the workers were there. They're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go out this way to go, you know, pee or whatever. And as they go, like somebody meets them and drops them off, and it's like, a, like a small mini bag of just hard drives, and it's like news clippings, uh, articles, uh, movies, music, you know, shows, just right. stuff that's regulated that they cannot see or view in North Korea, and it's like. This is what the rest of the world's doing. Like, what right. the fuck are you doing? You know, yeah. and so it's like, wow. But it's like, this is happening now. You know, North Korea is like, yeah, power the thumb drive. You know, right. <laughs> you know, that's what it would go to. You know, but uh, other than that, um, I think I think we're all good on this. Yeah, this I think we I think, explored some pretty interesting aspects of three D. Yeah. yeah, for sure. You yeah. know, talk about all different kinds, not just the basic gun. You know, we did all. You know all things um so yeah i feel like this is a really good episode hopefully everybody likes it because i really enjoyed this episode yeah um talking about it i wanted to cover more than just three printed guns like i feel like that's always talked about in yeah just yeah for sure and yeah. you know so um other than that thank you ladies and gentlemen for this for tuning in to another episode of edwards with edward catch you later guys bye bye